Okay, we are on Tess Ahmed Bay's on the top. We are about six lines from the bottom, or seven lines from the bottom, something like that, um, by the two dots, Vagish Shalom. Today, we start the second mission in Shas. The last time, right, the first mission discusses when is the earliest time slash latest time to read Kriyashma at night. Now we're going to discuss the same topic with the morning. And we already discussed, why do we start with the nighttime? Why not the morning? We got through all that already. So we're going to get to that very shortly. Let's start with this, the end of this first section. The Gemara says, Vayishalom, first one in the line. Vayishalom, Amr Rabbi, Milamid, what does this teach us? Shashiyalom bal karcham, that the, the Klal Yisrael uh, took the riches, took the spoils uh, from the Mitzrim, like we discussed yesterday, right, that they, they, they that Hashem requested from Moshe Rabbeinu, tell all of Klal Yisrael to take the gold and the silver, because I need to fulfill my promise for, with Avram Avinu, that I told him that, that you would leave rich. So he said that they, they did it, Bal Karcha, against their will. The question was, against the will of who? Was it against the will of the Egyptians because they wanted Klal to get out of there because all the plagues were happening? Or was it against the will of the Jews? So let's go through it again. Ikad Amri, Bal Karcham, the Though those that say it was against the will of the Egyptians. Amar Ikad Amri, Bal Karcham, the And some say it was against the will of the Jews. Manda Amar Bal Karcham, the Mitzrayim, the one that holds it against the will, against the will of the Mitzrayim, the Chsev, Menoyas Beis, Tichlak, Shalom. Shalom is a lotion of spoils. Right? Spoils is only uh, mentioned if it's against their will, obviously. Otherwise, it would just be money, right? Or something like that. Here, they call it spoils. So, spoils must be against their will. What's the logic behind saying it was against the will of the Jews? Because it was too heavy. It was too heavy to bring all this gold and silver to leave. So, therefore, maybe it was against their will. Uh, that's another option. Okay. Um, yeah. Another, another, another option, by the way, is... Uh, the Jews didn't want to take a penny from these Egyptians. They just threw their kids into the water. They subjected the torment for all these years. You think they want to take a penny from them? No, these were Shem. We're not going to take a penny from them. So that's another interesting uh, option that the Gemara obviously doesn't mention, but the Mepharshim bring out. I'm sorry. Right, what does it mean by Yinatzulah Mitzrayim? It means that it's like a trap that doesn't have uh, wheat, that doesn't have bait. So it's nothing, right? No, it's like uh, it's like deep down. In, um, there's no fish deep down in the, uh, in the ocean. So uh, right, this is uh, the, the, when when Hashem uh, Moshe asks for Hashem to reveal himself. Like, who are you? Hashem says, I am what I am. So I'm Hashem said to Moshe, Probably say, yeah, right? Um, so. Hashem is saying to them, to, to, to Moshe Rabbeinu, tell Klal Yisrael that I, just like I'm with them right now in the in, in, in Mitzrayim, I'm going to be with them for every single uh, um, servitude that they're going to go through in the future. So I'm a lafanda of. So Hashem, Moshe Rabbeinu responded, "We we're right now. We've been we've been slaves for all this time in Egypt. That's all we're worrying about right now. Don't mention other things. Just just worry. Just assure them that they'll be taken out of Egypt." Hashem says, you're right, in a Hanami, I'll tell them, I'll send them out of Egypt right now. I said, there is, there are opinions that Eke is a shame. Hashem said, just, just in case, right, I didn't want to, don't want to get in trouble. Aneni Hashem Aneni. All right, there's a lot of Shemus Hashem. I think this is, there's a couple opinions that Eke is, in fact, the shame Hashem. One of the Shem Hashem's, not the. We mentioned this Gemara earlier already, and we're going to have, I, I believe, a, uh, another, right? Yeah, we're going to have another Gemara later, to, later in this Amud that we also mentioned earlier. 
So Eliyahu said, uh, answer me, Hashem, answer me. So, why does it say, Aneni, 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 Hashem, Aneni? Two times it says the word, Aneni, why? Eliyahu is saying before, Right, uh, uh, you answered me that a fire should come down from heaven and consume everything that's on the mizbeach. And you also answered me that there shouldn't be any witchcraft. Okay, so we saw just like before that Aneni uh, Aneni Hashem answered him twice. Okay, the next mission, the second mission in Shas. We already discussed when can one when can read Kriya Shema. Uh, at night. But what about in the morning? When is the earliest time to read Kriya Shema in the morning? So the, Mar- the Meshav says famously, Mishayakar ben Tchelis Lelavan. This is how we paskin, right? When, well, for, for not for reading Kriya Shema, we paskin this way for uh, Talos and Tefillin. And we'll see. So, Mishayakar ben Tchelis Lelavan. To, um, uh, when one can recognize the difference between white and blue. That's when, when you can see that difference, it's light enough that you can now say Kriya Shema. Different type of white and blue. The Geimer, in another opinion, is until the sun rises. Rabbi Shua says until three hours. Because that's the way of kings, as we mentioned previously, right? The Dabar Melch got up much earlier than the other kings. And when was the time that the, king, the normal kings got up? That was three hours into the day. Right? So people that get up late, the afterzman Kriya Shema, they should still read Kriya Shema. Why? Because it's just like learning Torah, right? Shema is obviously in the Torah. All of it's in the Torah. So you might as well do it. <laughs> it's still like learning. So you don't lose out, the Mishnah is saying, by reading it even after the Zman. But obviously the best thing, you're not Yoytzei Kriya Shema unless you read it Bizman. But you are Yoytzei Talmud Torah. That's what the Mishnah is bringing out here. Okay. Zakta Gemara, my bein tchilus lavan. What does it mean between white and blue? Ilema bein gvava da amra chiyuro legvava da amra tetechelus. If you want to say it's between like about a whole bunch of white wool and a whole bunch of blue wool, habaleli and amviyadeyadeyadeyadeyadeyadeyadeyadeyadeyadeyadeyadeyadeyadeyadeyadeyadeyadeyadeyadeyadeyadeyadeyadeyadeyadeyadeyadeyadeyadeyadeyadeyad
and then it would end up that they were davening during the day, right? So, so they would get perfect timing, right? They would they would they would lead up to Kriya Shema right before that, and then by the time Nates came, they started Kriya Shema Bisayim What does it mean, right? With the sun, Hey, Rabbi, So this is a, a school of. Um, what should we call it? A school of being right? One who is one who connects Gaal Yisrael to Shemana Esrei, they won't be damaged the entire day. Just by the way, um, we say im shemesh with the sun. One should daven with the sun. Does this mean mincha too? Right? Maybe the best time to daven mincha is right before sunfall. It's right before uh, uh, sundown. So. Is that mincha too? Okay, that's a whole discussion as well. Interesting point. So we said one who gula they won't be damaged the entire day. Is that so? One won't be damaged the entire day. Guess what? I was this morning and I had a tough day. So what do you mean? So I'm a lay. But my iskis, what happened to you that was so tough? What happened? So the Amtis Asa Lebe Malka, but you had to bring gifts to the king. You should run to see the king. Why was going to the king such a burden for you? To prove his point that you should always go to run to see the king. A person should always run to, to greet a king, and not only a Jewish king, but also a Gaish king. The Gemara brings a beautiful point. Why? What's so great about seeing a non-Jewish king? I understand a Jewish king. What about a non-Jewish king? Because when you go to Shemaim, you're going to see the difference between the way they're treated. You're going to see a Jewish king, he's really treated like royalty. A non-Jewish king is not going to be treated like royalty in the same way. I'm sorry. So he was standing amongst the whole Chabura, the Adam Gadulhu, and he was a great man, the Sameach Bemitzvah, and he was very happy in mitzvahs. He had a lot of simcha when he did the mitzvahs. Zimnachada, to illustrate this point, how happy he was, there was one time, that he was like we mentioned, is a very good practice, obviously. He couldn't stop smiling the whole day. He was so happy that he was saying, okay, why this day, right? Presumably he did it every day. But anyway, you see the 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 the, the, uh, the, uh, the, the, the love he had for doing mitzvahs. How could we? So the Gemara asks the same exact question we had before, right? How are you able to connect Gal Yisrael to Tefillah? There is an interruption. We know that before we start Shemones, he's supposed to say Hashem Sifasai Tiftach. So you say Gal Yisrael, then Hashem Sifasai Tiftach, then you start Shemones. Well, Besayif Armei Yulorotzen, and then you say Yulorotzen. So how can you connect Gula to Tefillah? So Rabbi Lazar, Tehi Betfilah Shalavis. No, we're talking about Ma'ariv. Ma'ariv, you don't have that Hashem Sifasai. Apparently, even though we do nowadays. Who's a Ben Ayilam Haba? Who's so, right? It's talking about being Saimich, Geula of Myriv to the Shemana Esrei of Myriv. Elam Rulazar, Tehbal Tefilas Mincha. So, Rala is talking about Mincha. So, it can't be Myriv, right? Because we know you're supposed to be Saimich, Geula, Tefilah by Myriv. So, it has to be Mincha. So, Ravashi Omar, because you have a Hefsik by Myriv. So, it has to be Mincha. Ravashi Omar, Filu Teimakula. No, you can even say it's Myriv and Shachras, even though you seem to have the, the, the interruptions. It can even be Myriv and Shachras. How? Since the Rabbanan were Misakein, Hashki Veinu, and they were Misakein, I'm sorry, they were Misakein, right, Hashki Veinu, and they were Misakein, Hashem Sifasai Tiftach, it's all considered one, so it's still considered Geula. Because if you didn't say this, Hachi Arvis, Hechi Matzi Samach, how would you be able to connect Geula to Tfila by Marv? 
Because you have to say Ashkibenu. El Kivin take near Rabban and Ashkibenu Kigula, Rech the Dame, same thing, right? It's like one long Gula. Just like Shach, Hashem Sifasai Tiftech is a part of being Saimach Gula Tfila. So to buy Marif saying Ashkibenu is a part of connecting Gula to the Tfila. Great. Mechti, let us see. Hi, Yula Ratza in Imrefi. Mashma Lubasayv, Umashma Meikara. This Yula Ratza, which we know we say in the beginning and the end of Shmanes, right? Right? So that's what he's saying. I mean, I'm sorry, in the beginning and the end of Eloi Kai, the Brach Eloi Kai. So it's a good thing to say. What the Gemara is saying is it's a good thing to say. Um, it's a good thing to say both at the end and at the beginning of Shemana Why would Rabban and Misakain that you should say you Ratzin after Shemana Esrei? Limur Meikar is said in the beginning. Why say it at the end? So because David Amelch himself didn't say Yul Ratzin until he said 18 capital of Tehillim. Therefore, the Rabbanim are and then you should say it after 18. Just like David Amelch didn't say Yul Ratzin that my words should be, you know, should be heard, should be heeded by Yul Hashem until after 18 capital. So to hear, until we say at the 18 brachos of Shemona Esrei, Shemona Esrei, obviously, right? That's when you should say Yul HaRatzen. Uh, so frak Gemara, Hani Yur Ches, Yur Tes Havin. What do you mean? David Melch didn't say 18 capital before he said Yul HaRatzen. He said 19 Havin. Ashrei Ish, right? I'm sorry, right? He said 19. So he says, no. The first two are really one, so it's really 18. By the way, this wouldn't be a question nowadays, right? Because how many brachas are in Arshman S, right? 19. There's 19 in ours. So, Be'etzem, uh, in the Havamin, that seems great, right? Because uh, really, there's 19. Well, great. In Arshman S, there is 19. Now, in the Maskana, now that we know really it's 18, so how do you explain it for us? Okay, meaning we have 19, right? And David Amel did it after 18. So why are we saying Yulu Ratzin after 19 if that's not even, it doesn't even resemble the, uh, the amount that David Amel said it? Okay, once the Rabbana were Misake in a 19th, it's still 18th, 19th, you don't necessarily differentiate in that way. David Amelch did not say, for the first 103 capital of Tehillim, he did not say, of his, of his capital, he did not say Hallelujah. Until he saw his enemies fall. We say on Rosh Chodesh, right, that's when he said, that was the first time that he said, right, that was the first time that he said the word Hallelujah in one of his capital. Hani kav gemel kav What do you mean? Barchin is the 104th capital, not the 103rd. So it's obvious. So you got your numbers wrong. Just like we said before, right? We said the first two are really combined to make one. So that's our raya that it wasn't after 19 that he said the Yilorotzin, it was after 18. Any uh, parsha that was really precious to David, very famous. He would start the, the, the capital with Ashrei and he would conclude it with Ashrei as well. How do we know he would, he would begin it with Ashrei? So we know that that's how you know that it's really a precious, uh, it was really special to David Amel. He would start with Ashrei and end with Ashrei. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Um, I got obviously a lot of more beautiful stuff, but that's our two block for this week. Uh, we started the next Mishnah, earliest time to recreate Shema and latest time to recreate Shema um, in Shachris. Shkaych everyone.